Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. I didn't hear you come in. Look at you. Come in. Have a seat. Welcome to The Ralph Report. So happy to have you joining us today on this Thursday, June 11th. Brand new show for you today. As always, jam-packed. We're going to make you smile, hopefully, in the next hour or so. It's a great show today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, because it's Thursday. We're going to fling open the doors of that esteemed Institute of Learning, Ralph Sex University, and talk about a topic in human sexuality. A topic today guaranteed to make Eddie Pence cringe. Oh, God, no. Yeah, this came to us. Uh, so many suggestions have come uh, in from the Garmy. We are loaded for bear when it comes to the Sex <laughs> University segment for the next couple of weeks. And so we've got one today that's going to make Eddie uh, uh, shift in his seat. Come on. I'm guessing. Mm. What else do we have going on? Uh, don't forget, cocktail party this weekend, Saturday, 3 p.m. Once again, our usual time and place. Uh, we're going with Crowdcast again. I know we had a bit of a trouble <laughs> with it last week. We're hoping those issues have been ironed out. If not, it's all part of the experiment, right? right. Yeah. We're all in it together. <laughs> Come on, kids. So uh, I will send you out uh, that Link today. Look for it in your Patreon mailbox. Um, we got Dirty 30s coming up. We got your entertainment news. We got more of your phone calls. Before we get started, let me ask you a question, Eddie Pence. Yeah. Do you have a favorite font? Hmm. I, I guess. I was printing out the show today. Yeah. And I printed it out in the wrong font. Oh, no. And I had, you up. I had to scrap it. I literally <laughs> had to throw it out. And reprint it because my eyes... Such a waste of paper and ink. I know. Yes. Admittedly. <laughs> Throw the cuffs on me, environment well, police. I am a criminal, but it, I could not focus properly reading it in a fucked up font. Times New Roman? Ariel? <laughs> what was it? Ariel. Ariel is the only thing I can Ariel, read. Ariel, that's it? All I can read is Ariel. Everything else can suck my dick. <laughs> I don't even know why do, they I, have other I fonts. I like Gothic because it's really? all caps. Yeah, but that see that's madness. That's a fancy font to it's me. It's madness because you can't you can't discern what's important and what's not when everything is capitalized. <laughs> you can't tell when you're supposed to yell and when you're not supposed like, to. Like I have the segments here capitalized, <laughs> right? And bold and underlined. <laughs> and then stuff underneath it that's more just informational is uh, typed out in uh, regular. Right. But I have to so have it's aerial or nothing. It's aerial or nothing. Wow. I'm I am hardwired. Who knew? I didn't. You, you should work I, on that. I didn't till today, and I was like, "That's weird that I can't how overcome a change in font." My mind. <laughs> how'd is, the font get switched? Um, I think I was copying and pasting, perhaps oh. from something that came in another font. Oh. Maybe it was an email or something, and it just stayed on there. And I did not think to check it before I printed. <laughs> changed the font size. Forgot to change the font and. Oh. Threw me for a major. You're limit. a man of your convictions. I man, suppose. quarantine is uh, making my world smaller and smaller. <laughs> I don't and know if smaller. it gets much smaller than that. <laughs> Complaining about a font. 
There's some white privilege for you right there, kids. I was just curious if other people have fonts they have to have or else uh, their their life gets thrown into turmoil. Some fonts are more difficult to read when you're used to reading other fonts, but I don't know if I would have. This one wasn't even a major shift. It was like Calibri. (laughs) It was like Calibri or something. Calibra, whatever the hell it is. I hate it, though. I I don't know if I would have gone as far as you went by throwing out the whole show. Couldn't even compensate. Could not adjust. (laughs) I'm getting rigid in my ways and rigid in my pants. So that's all that matters. Uh, Let's get right into today's show, boys and girls. Now that you know my idiosyncrasies. (sighs) We're going to kick things off the way we've been doing almost daily with uh, the Dirty 30s. Oh, good. 1930s music, kids. It's not kind. No. It's not gentle. (laughs) All of our illusions about what it was like in the good old days, the old-timey music, have been shattered thanks to suggestions from the Garmy for just filthy songs from the 30s. (laughs) They're getting dirtier and more graphic as we go. Today's is just straight up (laughs) dirty. Not even, there's no double entendre. There's just... Just straight up telling you what's going on. dirty, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And before we jump into that, got an email from our old friend John Cooperman. You know the legendary John Cooperman. If you're a longtime listener of this show, hell, even if you're a short-time listener, you may know that John Cooperman is a man who likes to craft a jingle. He does love the jingles. We um, haven't adopted many of them into regular circulation, but a few... And that doesn't de- de- deter him at all. He's no. just um, full balls No, out. he's not a one-hit wonder. He's got a couple hits. He's looking for any opportunity he can to craft another one. <laughs> and he sent me an email saying, this dirty 30 thing, you're burning it out too quickly. You should parse it out. You should only do it on Thursdays uh, and make it dirty 30 Thursday. Okay. Which... That sounds like that could work. That sounds like a uh, a segment that we would adopt yeah. here at the Ralph Report. And so, with that in mind, he sent along a uh, a jingle. Oh, he he took the for initiative Dirty 30 to make... Thursday before the segment was even born. <laughs> That's presumptuous. Well, I think maybe he crafted the jingle first, <laughs> and then tried to force me to adopt a segment that would wow. uh, coincide with it. It's a bold move by Cooperman. You know, I love to play Cooperman's uh, <laughs> compositions. That could be a segment. Cooperman's compositions. <laughs> Don't give him ideas. Yeah, really. Um. Again, not all of them are as successful as others. I get the feeling this one may not fly. It is not in the, the spirit or even the genre of 30s music, which if I were to make a jingle for a segment about m- music from the 30s, right. I would do it. In the style of the 30s. In the style of the 30s. Yes. I'd do some like uh, ragtime or some uh, bluesy thing yes. or something. No. He was inspired by the Michael Jackson song, Dirty Diana. Okay. And I uh, just wanted to play it for you before we get into the segment. And again, I'm not against a uh, a jingle for the Dirty 30 segment. I don't know much how long we're going to be going forward with it. Eventually, we run out of dirty songs think, in the 30s. at some point. You would think. Anyway, here's uh, Cooperman's suggestion for Dirty 30 Thursdays. The Dirty 30s. It's shorter than usual. I like the length. I like the length. Length is too. perfect. John, good length. Let's look on the positive <laughs> side. Good length. Well, until we get a, a proper jingle, that will lead us into today's dirty 30s. <laughs> The artist is Clara Smith. Oh, Clara Smith. 
She was an American classic female blues singer. She was billed, Eddie Pence, as the queen of the moaners. Oh, yeah. How'd you get that name? I had a girl I used to date. I called her the queen of the moaners. <laughs> Even though she had a lighter and sweeter voice than many of her blues contemporaries, she, uh, she had a song mm -hmm. from 1930. I'm not even going to give you the title. You'll hear it. Okay. It's in, it's in the, uh, the chorus okay. of the song. It is about a young lady who's having difficulties with her man because uh, it's just things aren't fitting. Yesterday we had uh, don't no it was the day before we had don't uh, don't force it don't force it. I think this is a companion. piece. If it don't fit, don't force it. Yeah, I think this is a companion piece <laughs> for that song. Here is the uh, late great Clara Smith. It's wow, tight like it's that. It's tight like that. Yeah. She had problems in bed because <laughs> it's, it's tight like and that. And she told him about it, too. I've never encountered a problem like that, but then... Not in that area. that says more about me than it does about the ladies. The I other think. area is tighter. Yeah, sure. So maybe she's talking about that. Uh, maybe she is. Anyway, there's uh, today's Dirty 30s. Now let's wow. turn our attention to you, the beloved Garmy. When you reach out, it just makes my day. Whether you do it via email, ralph at the ralphreport.com, eddie at theralphreport.com, steve at theralphreport.com if you want to reach out to Steve Ashton, or you can reach us on social media. We're all over the place on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Twitter is my main thing. What do you do What do you do most of? Eh, let's see, Instagram and Twitter. Instagram? Both. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not a big photo guy. We've just discussed this before. You have to put a photo up on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, I don't take a lot of pictures. You're the king of the memes. That's why you <laughs> I, love... I do like a good gif oh, or gif. Oh, boy. You are all about the memes. <laughs> So I, I tend to uh, do most of my chat on Twitter. Or you can do what many people choose to do, which is to leave a message on the Ralph Report hotline. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is open for your convenience. You just got to dial up the phone number, 1-833-HI-RALPH. I listen to all of them. And then I grab a handful and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The garbage's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now and see what's on your mind. Yesterday, I was uh, puffed up with pride. I was crowing about the fact that I was able to throw down a tarp. Oh, yeah in my shower stall and grab my handy dandy clippers and give myself a haircut job well done could not have been prouder of no. myself and then um i was talking about my reticence to go to a barber or a hair salon due to the fact that believe it or not kids were still coping with this uh, covid19 virus and i was uh, i was hesitant to put myself in harm's yeah. way well with that being said this was a phone call that greeted me as i went through the messages today Ralph, don't be such a pussy. Go get a fucking haircut. Everything's fine. You're healthy. You're not going to fucking die. Quit listening to CNN, ABC News, all that shit. They want to fucking continue to spread fear. God damn it, Ralph. You know you're better than this. You're healthy. You're fine. It's a fucking haircut. 
Apparently, I'm a pussy. Oh, pussy. For not getting such a haircut. A pussy. You're such a puss. Oh, boy. Listen. <laughs> Listen, person who didn't leave his name. Well, this is an unknown caller, is it? This, no. isn't, okay. this isn't the unknamed caller, no. This is a guy who's <laughs> obviously, uh, I don't know if he's wearing a tinfoil hat at home nice. or uh, the way he talks about CNN and ABC makes me think maybe he gets his news from another source. Mm. I'm not about to assume. Here's the thing about COVID-19. It's, it's not nothing. It's still a thing. Yes. And... And maybe you didn't think about this. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. I have a small child who uh, who lives in my home yes. who has asthma. So that puts her at risk more so than someone who is supposedly healthy. healthy. Yeah. And here's the thing about that, too. A lot of healthy people are also getting really sick with this disease. Yeah. So rather than tempt fate... And maybe pick up something that I might pass on to my 10-year-old daughter, which might put her, best case scenario, in a state of sickness for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. No. It's an, it's an unnecessary risk. No. There's reason proceed with precautions. It's yeah. Just, it doesn't... And just to ignore the suggestions of medical professionals, because I don't want to be a pussy... <laughs> Because I need to prove my manhood by going out and maybe coming down with a virus that might detrimentally affect my family doesn't seem like the wisest of choices to no, me. We can all just we can all kind of put everything on hold for a little bit just to wait and see what is really happening. I mean, a hundred thousand people have died. Numbers are going back up from Memorial Day weekend, and I'm figuring from these protests, numbers are going to spike again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's still a concern, and so I'm just exercising a, a certain amount of caution. But you should be doing that. And I, th I don't think it's unreasonable. I don't know if I need to uh, measure my masculinity or my courage by uh, whether I go out and expose myself potentially no. to a virus. You have a high-risk child. I have a high-risk wife. I try to use as many precautions as I can when I go out. I record shows with you and some other people, and I, I'm very careful about what I do when I record those other shows because I know I'm coming into your home. Yeah. And you have a child here, and I go home with my wife there. So I, I, I wear a mask when I can. I use hand sanitizer. I try to limit my interactions with the outside world as much as possible just to be a good human being to other people. Seems like that's smart thinking. I would, it, I'm just trying to take care of other people. I'm not worried about me getting sick. I'm healthy. I'm fine. Yeah. I don't, if it was just me, I probably would go out and get a haircut and yeah. not get concerned too much. If I ended up in bed feeling shitty for a couple of weeks, that wouldn't be yeah, the I'm, end of my life. But I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about the people in my life. I'm just saying, if uh, this gentleman seemed to be upset with me because I wasn't getting hair. <laughs> well, you're a puss. So just accept it. I'm a pussy. Uh, Rich called, and speaking of hair, Talking about all week long, we've been talking about the debate as to whether I'm going to uh, shave myself completely ah, yes. bald downstairs or not. A lot of people are still chiming in. Rich had an interesting question, however. He wants to know, he wants more information about, oh. about my hair situation. Okay. Hey, Ralph. Uh, Rich calling again. Uh, Boston. Just had just thought I was listening to the show today and uh, said the same thing as other colleagues, but you. Uh, manscape any other parts of your body? Uh, I was reading that people manscape like their asses and, and that stuff and underarms and is that normal? LMA. Well, there's no normal. I think it varies from man to man depending on how hairy he is. Yeah, I have friends who do manscape more than just their uh, nether regions. I got a friend who's very hairy, and he clips his uh, chest hair and shoulder hair hmm. because he's super hairy. Yeah. Um, new listeners to the show may not 
know this, but early on, I went to an esthetician and had my ass waxed. <laughs> Not my cheeks, because I don't have any hair on my ass cheeks. Again, I'm a fairly uh, um, smooth dude. Right. The, but I got my crack done just to see how that eye. would you got feel. The brown yeah, eye. I got my ass crack done to see if it would, uh, you know, be easier when it came to cleaning and things right. like that. And it, it did. It absolutely did. But it was the maintenance after the fact that uh, kept me from. Was the experience itself painful? It, it um, was horrific. <laughs> and Sybil, if you're out there, Sybil listening, I know she's a member of the Garmy. Uh, Sybil uh, was a, a, a doll about it. Uh, we were going to get a full Brazilian for me was the plan. Ah. But she started on the front, and I, I could not take the pain. And she, she reached down again this week and said, why are you talking about shaving? Come on in, and we'll just yank it all out. Oh, and, you can, and I, no, uh, no. She, no, no. She's, she's a vote against, by the way, because uh. she says uh, razor bumps and ingrown hairs and all kinds of things can happen when you shave. But she wants you to wax. But she would feel free to right. wax me bald if, so, if I was so inclined. <laughs> um, it's the process. Not the I know some guys shave under their arms. I've done that before. Have you? Yes. Just to see if it would cut down on sweating or odor, like a sort of like mm. that sort of thing. And it was it was kind of the same way either way, so I let it grow back out. Yeah. The problem I had with the ass waxing is when the uh, little stubble started to come back, it was very itch, Ooh, itchy and uncomfortable. <laughs> and that's the same reason I would never shave under my arms, because I would assume if you didn't do it regularly and it starts to grow back. It was itchy for a little bit. You'd get pokey under your arm. Yeah, I only right? did it once just to see. Yeah. So uh, to answer your question, Rich, I have no need really to maintain any other part of my body um, because I just don't grow hair anywhere. Yeah. Although I do have to uh, I do have to trim my eyebrows. As, oh, I get, as I get older, especially, they're starting to get yeah, out of control. I'm getting that way, too. Yeah, it's getting a little nuts. Ear hair and eyebrows. Oh, the fucking ear hair. Ear hair's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. All right, so there you go, Rich. And uh, a lot of people who have been voting on whether I should shave or not, I was asking primarily the ladies, mm -hmm. because that's my concern <laughs> regarding... You don't care if the dudes know. That, well, I, it's not that I don't care. It's just it didn't cross my mind. I feel bad now because I did not want to exclude our gay or bisexual brothers out there who may also have some perspective on this whole yeah. thing. And that's why I was glad we got a call from a bi guy who uh, wanted to cast his vote. Hey, Ralph, it's Nate, two-star general here. Um, uh, figured that since all the ladies are chiming in on the uh, manscaping debate, you might like the perspective of a bisexual man. Um, I will let you know that I, I like it trimmed. I don't, really care if it's all the way down i can tell you as somebody who does trim it's hard to get it all the way smooth it's painful um but trimmed just so that you know nobody's picking their nose or any of that stuff you know if you're worried about like, needles or anything just use some lotion get it nice and smooth for you there all right love you mean it bye well, Nate seems to think if I shave but use lotion that I won't have any issue with uh, prickly uh, prickliness. Hmm. However, Sybil again, who uh, talked to me, said that you can get a lot of razor burn. Like a five, imagine five o'clock shadow. If a uh, woman is grinding on top of you, then she's getting a abrasions right. from your five o'clock shadow that, around your penis. Yeah, that wouldn't feel good. That's not. That good. would hurt. I'm I'm torn. I'm just. I <laughs> got to do. I got to tomorrow. I promise you, I'll make a choice one way or the other. <laughs> We haven't had someone admit how dumb they are in a while. Oh, it has been a while. Periodically on the show, we have people call in and out themselves for how stupid they were as children. This all stemmed from Eddie Pence being a very dumb kid because he <laughs> thought 
He thought that uh, there was a certain brand of peanut butter that when you poured it out on the bread, just whole peanuts would come out. Soft peanuts. And then a magic knife would smooth them out into peanut butter. warm knife. Sounds like an incredibly complex way to get peanut butter onto your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But uh, Eddie bought into the commercial. I was three. He thought that's how things worked. I think you get younger every time we talk about this. Like, I was six. I was six months old. I was four. I was three. So Julian called in. How kind of him to admit that at one point he, too, was dumb. Hi, Ralph. Yo-ho, Eddie. It's Julian, uh, one-star general from uh, that one city that Eddie Pence loves to hate on. Uh, You haven't uh, done any of the segments of the, you know... um, Dumb things when you're 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 a kid. It's been you know, a the dumb kid segment. Yes. Uh, I have to plead guilty to one. When I when I heard about Dr Pepper mm-hmm. and seeing people drink Dr Pepper, I thought Dr Pepper was actually peppered flavored soda. <laughs> yeah, God. I know. Boy, I'm dumb. I love you. Mean it. Bye. Julian, you uh, Dr. I can't even imagine. Dr. Pepper was pepper soda. Oh, God, that would be awful. Oh, that would be so awful. Oh, my God. That sounds like the worst soft drink ever. You know when you come in from a day and it's not hot outside, you just pour yourself a nice ice cold glass of oh, pepper, pepper soda. Peppercorn flavored pepper. <laughs> oh, Julian, you're the best. Thanks oh. for admitting it, but... You are so dumb. Yeah. You are really dumb. For oh, real. You are dumb, Julian. Oh, I could not imagine. Some pepper soda. <sighs> what city did uh, Julian call from? Oh, did come you have on. A, did you catch it? I it went by so quick, I couldn't really figure out what the... What's, the one that uh, really friendly police chief is in. That guy. What city was it? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. City of brotherly love yeah, right there. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, here's the thing about this particular segment, Garmy on the line. Uh, in order to find these phone calls, I have to listen, as I tell you every day. I listen to all the phone calls. Yeah. It's easy for me now, especially two and a half years or so in, to hear what is resonating with the Garmy. If there's something we say or do that they particularly pick up on, mm-hmm. The, the the line will get flooded with a lot of calls about one topic. Right. Today was one of those days. Oh, no. I have to say oh, no. 80% of the phone calls. I think I know what it is. Were people chiming in with something that Eddie said yesterday when we were talking about the uh, late Alexander the Great, the Greek Macedonian king who yes. uh, died at a young age. We were go- going through hello death. And one of his favorite treats for himself was a frozen milk with honey poured on top of mm-hmm. it, an early form of ice cream. Mm-hmm. Eddie Pence could not wrap his head around the concept <laughs> that someone could freeze milk. Boy, <laughs> not- boy, did people call in. So many calls. <laughs> what is frozen milk? What is frozen milk? I mean... Ralph, yeah. I, I paused the show mm-hmm. to call you, so I have no idea if you reached over the table to choke him, uh-huh. slap him, right. punch him, right. or if you might be on the ground dying from laughter. Mm-hmm. What 
is what frozen, is frozen milk? milk. Yes. From Getty Thoughts. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah, here we go. <sighs> From time to time. And this week, it's been a lot of times. <laughs> it's a lot this week. You're on a roll. Might be a record-setting week. We uh, take the inane things that Eddie Pence says, and we slow him down by half speed. So it makes him sound like he's the drunkest guy at the bar, even though Eddie doesn't drink. We know what he would sound like if he was, thanks to Eddie's drunk thoughts. I can't see that close-up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's drunk thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. What's frozen milk? Just frozen milk? Just just milk you put in the freezer and it freezes into a, a lump? Because at least... What is frozen milk? What is, oh, I don't know. Frozen milk? What's boiled water? <laughs> it's just, I can't... I've never froze milk. I don't know. What's you just sli- took a what's gallon sliced carrots? Did you really ask what's what frozen is it? Is milk? there something special you do to frozen milk, or you just I've no have I've never had it. Let's assume, okay, for the sake of argument, it's milk frozen <laughs> that you freeze, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, that yeah. was an actual discussion we had. That, that happened. <laughs> My thought process when I first said it was, was there some sort of secret recipe and they just called it frozen milk and it was something else mm-hmm. just titled frozen milk. I see. That's why I was like, what is frozen? Is it just simply milk that's frozen? I see. That's where my thought process went. Gotcha. <laughs> I should have kept that thought in my head and then thought a second and then I wouldn't have said it out loud. A lot of people pointed out that this was the same guy who tried to freeze pee, by the way. He could understand the concept of frozen urine, but he couldn't understand the concept of frozen milk. I've never tried to freeze milk. I have tried to freeze pee. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody who suggested that. All all the thousand of you who suggested Drunk Eddie's thoughts on what is frozen milk. Thanks to everyone who called in. You, too, can be featured on this segment, but you know what you got to do. You got to call me. Oh, man. (laughs) As you know, we have a new segment here on the show. Where we pay homage to people who have passed away. We look at the legacies left behind of those people who died on this day. It's a segment called Hello, Death. And boy, talk about uh, jingles. People are still sending in potential new jingles for Hello, Death. A lot of people have some ideas. I want to feature a couple of them before we get into the segment. Aaron sent one in. Again, appreciate the effort. Not sure if this is a keeper or not, but let's take a listen. Yes, it's time for Hello Death with Ralph Garman and Eddie Pence. Please tell us what they did. Yeah, we know that they are dead. It's time for Hello Death. Not bad. 
Was he in his car when he recorded it? <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> it he didn't even put the effort in to he's, not get out of his car. He's got a mobile recording studio. <laughs> I'm a big Animaniacs fan, so I appreciate the uh, the reference there. Again, not sure if that's going to work. Good job, though. Not. I like it. It was good. And then Brian called in. Brian put some work in, wrote an original theme, Ooh. and I don't know. I got to wait and hear the reaction from the Garmy, but this, I think, has some potential. Okay. Here's Brian's. Ralph got something to say about someone that died today, and he's going to tell us their contributions to history. Hello, death, the legacy they left. That's pretty good. That's Brian uh, Pennock from Columbus, Ohio. Nice job, Brian. Thank you, Brian. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Uh, until, however, we find a suitable replacement, we're going to keep going with mine. It's time for Hello, Death. Hello, Death. You're dead now, so shut up. All right. All these people died on this day, June 11th, 1936. Writer Robert E. Howard died on this day. Does that name sound familiar yeah, to you? Yeah, what do you write? He was an American Pulp Fiction author who came up with a little character named Conan the Barbarian. Uh, okay. He wrote all the original Conan stories. Okay. He committed suicide at the age of 30. Ooh. Most of his success came posthumously after he uh, took his own life. Oh, man. Sadly, his um, mother had been ill for some time, and he learned that she was entering into a coma, which he was not expected to wake from, and he simply walked out to his car and uh, put a gun to his head. Wow, really? Yeah. And most of his Conan stories had only been published in a magazine called Weird Tales at the time. And it was after the fact they took a lot of those and put them into book form. And so he was a much more successful writer after his death than he was beforehand. Man. Which is, that's again, tragic. an excellent reason not to take your own life. Because yeah, you never tragic. know what the future holds. And his mother would not have wanted it. No, not of course not. No. But apparently he was quite despondent over oh, that. That's so sad. That was sad. On this day, June 11th in 1941, Daniel Carter Beard passed away. He was an American author, a social reformer, and the founder of the Boy Scouts of America. Hmm. He passed away at the age of 91. Okay. I hope he founded the Boy Scouts of America for all the right reasons. Me too. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. There's some there's a there's a there's a creepy factor of the Boy Scouts. Yeah, there's some bad sections. I mean, there's some I've known some Boy Scouts and they've been they've Me been, too. they've great grew up to be great people, but there's a shady section of that one of the producers on family guy is a former eagle scout and yeah. he wears that badge proudly he says it really helped shape him into the man he is today mm. so a lot of people have had good experiences with sure. the boys i was scouts. a cub scout i never went into the boy scouts same here i was a uh again I, again every time i fuck this up i get angry emails from <laughs> scouts but i believe i was a weeblo yeah is that how you start yeah and then you Weeblo. become a cub well a Weeblo is a cub 
Oh, okay. There's four different levels of a Cub Scout, I believe. Oh, right. There's like Wolf, wolf Cub and yeah. there's a bunch of other Cubs. I think we start off as a Weeblow Cub Scout yeah. and then you go up there. I was a Weeblow. Yeah. Which is a weird name. <laughs> Weeblow. To interject into an organization <laughs> where older men are watching over younger men. It's better than the Meeblow, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> On this day in 1958, Clarence DeMar passed away. He was an American marathon runner, seven-time winner of the Boston Marathon. Died of cancer at the age of 70. See, exercise gives you cancer. I've told oh, people that for years. Very. That's why I like to stay nice and sedentary. You so should I write a book. I don't upset my system and get cancer that's that right. way. Uh, his name is Clarence DeMar. They called him Mr. DeMarathon. Oh, God. Because of all the marathons, mm. Eddie, that he ran. Mm -hmm. That's you, terrible. You don't get it, You don't man. want to make your name into a pun. It's a good pun. 1970 on this day, gangster... William Bentvina died. William mm. Bentvina also went by the name William Davino. He was a mobster with the Gambino crime family, longtime friend of John Gotti in the 1960s, worked for the Gambinos. He spent a lot of time trafficking narcotics, spent six years in prison. When he got out of prison, they threw a big party for him. His associate, Tommy Simone, with the help of his friends Jimmy Burke and Henry Hill, had a, a big party for him unfortunately for uh, william devino who also went by the name billy bats he made the mistake of mocking tommy de simone about the old days when he used to shine shoes at uh -huh. that party and tommy de simone took uh, exception to that and took billy bats and uh, made billy disappear oh. if any of this sounds familiar yeah. to you it's because it was all documented by henry hill in a book that Martin Scorsese then turned into a film called Goodfellas, and uh, they recreated that moment. What? I said no more shines. Maybe you didn't hear about it. You've been away a long time. They didn't go up there and tell you. Okay. I don't shine shoes anymore. Relax, will you? For crying out, what's, what's got into you? I'm breaking your balls a little bit, that's all. I'm only kidding with you. Sometimes I mean, you don't sound like you're kidding. You know, there's a lot of people around. Honey, I'm only kidding with you. We're having a party. I mean, I just came home. I haven't seen you in a long time, and I'm breaking your balls, and you're right away you're getting fucking fresh. I'm sorry. I don't mean I'm to right. offend you. I'm sorry, too. It's okay. No problem. Okay. Salute. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Motherfucking mutt! You, you fucking piece of shit! Yeah, <laughs> things did not end well no. for Billy Bats in real life or in the movie. Ooh. And it was on this day in 1970 that Tommy DeSimone took him out. 1992 on this day, Marjorie Newell Robb passed away at the age of 103. She was the oldest living survivor of the Titanic sinking. Oh, really? Yeah. Made a 103-year-old person die yesterday. Yeah. It's a lot of old people. I want to be that old. 1993, actor Ray Sharkey passed away. Great actor. He was in Wise Guy. And no Mercy. Uh, he was in a great film called The Idolmaker. I think it's hard to find these days, but it's a story about the guy who, it's a thinly veiled, uh, fictionalized version of the guy who created Frankie Avalon and Fabian, all those teen mm -hmm. idols. It's called The Idolmaker. If you ever get a chance, take a look at it. He passed away at the age of 40 from HIV. In 1999, ah, one of my favorites, DeForest Kelly passed away, American actor, who of course played Bones McCoy on Star Trek. Bones, his real first name, Eddie Pence, by Dan. the way. <laughs> Dan McCoy. That was the answer you gave last time. <laughs> Dr. Leonard McCoy. Right, right. Leonard McCoy. I know McCoy. Trek. I know Trek. You know Trek. He was uh, oh. Bones McCoy on Star Trek. His cousin was Dan. No, McCoy. there was no Dan McCoy. 
dropped out of mid school. As far as Kelly passed away at the age of 79, he's so good on Star Trek. I love him. Maybe one of my favorite, uh, maybe my favorite character on that show because he was the the comic relief when it needed to be. He was also deadly serious. When I say deadly, Bones had to deal with a lot of death on that show. Here's a little sample. Dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. He's dead. He's dead, Captain. He'll die, Jim. He's dead. He's dead, Jim. Dead. The man is dead. He's dead. He's dead. She's dead, Jim. She's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. That man's dead back there. She's dead. He's dead. He must be dead. He was worse than dead. <laughs> His brain is gone. <laughs> I might pull that last clip for you from time He's to time. He's worse than dead. His brain is gone. He's <laughs> dead, Jim. D. <laughs> Kelly, 1999. He passed away on this day. Uh, Timothy McVeigh passed away. McVeigh, rather, passed away on this day in 2001. He was, of course, the American terrorist who was executed for his role in the Oklahoma City bombing. Good. I'm glad he died. He got killed in prison, right? I believe. Yeah, yeah. I believe he did. Uh, no, I think he was executed. Was he executed? Yeah, I believe he was. Oh, he was? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 2014, Ruby D, great African-American actress, passed away at the age of 91. She and her husband, Ozzie Davis, were a, a tremendous duo. She was in Raisin in the Sun, an American gangster. Great actress. 2015, Ron Moody, the British composer, singer, and actor, passed away at the age of 91. He is in a very funny Mel Brooks film called 12 Chairs, by the way. If you've never seen it, you can check that out. He was also Fagin in Oliver on Broadway. And uh, this is for you, Eddie Pence. Also in 2015 on this day, Virgil Riley Runnels Jr. passed away. Is that name familiar to you at all? Virgil Riley? Virgil Riley Runnels Jr. What day? This day. What year? year? I mean, what year? (laughs) June 11th, 2015. He went professionally. Dusty Rhodes, right? Yes. Dusty Rhodes, He went professionally by the name Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes, the American dream professional wrestler of the WWE, passed away at 69 yeah. on this day. That's why I was wondering what year, because that seems... Yeah. yeah. Of course, you know the real name of Dusty Rose, but you don't know Bones <laughs> McCoy's first name. Dan. Dan. <laughs> at this point in Hello, Death, what we like to do is find a food connection to one of the people we're paying respects to on this day, and then we run it past Eddie Pence to see if it's something that he would eat, or perhaps even stick up his ass, or pull out of his ass. Here's how we find out. We talk about the food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If it comes up jackpot, and that food item is featured on all three reels of the slot machine, that means Eddie Pence would eat it, and there's much rejoicing. However, if it doesn't come up, sadness. Like a ice-cold glass of pepper, frozen, pepper frozen, soda. Frozen or milk. frozen milk, for that matter. <laughs> all right, on this day, Eddie Pence, in 1979... Yes, John Wayne passed away. Okay, the legendary the John Duke. Wayne, the Duke, one of the biggest movie stars in history. Marion Morrison was his real yeah. name. Did you know that? Yes, he was a football player at USC. Had his scholarship taken away after he injured himself while body surfing. Had to get into another line of work. He wanted to be he wanted to be a professional football player, but ended up becoming an actor mm. instead. He, of course, made a number of westerns, uh, primarily, but also action films. Received the Academy Award for Best Actor for his starring role in True Grit in 1969. It's his best performance. He, of course, was famous for his draw and his walk. He was very, very distinguished. He said Pilgrim a lot. Yes, he did. Look at here, Pilgrim. (laughs) What are you talking about, Pilgrim? Well, good luck, Pilgrim. Good luck, Pilgrim. (laughs) Anyway, he was married three times. His second wife, when uh, told by the Duke that he wanted a divorce, she tried to shoot him. So that was was a good time. I bet. And his last wife, Pilar, 
was known for a special meal that she would make for John anytime he was filming on location. She would show up and feed the Duke and the crew and the rest of the cast her famous Chili's Rienos Souffle. Chili's Rienos Souffle. Man, this sounds good. Here are the ingredients to Pilar Wayne's famous Chili Rieno Souffle that the Duke loved. Chopped green chilies, of course. Sliced mm -hmm. ripe olives, chopped onion, shredded cheddar cheese, small curd cottage cheese, eggs, and then biscuit or baking mix. And then she would bake the whole thing like it was a, a casserole and then top it with salsa and sour cream. Oh, you know how I love foods that are all mixed together and you don't need to eat separately. That's my favorite kind of meal. <laughs> Pilar Wayne was my kind of gal. But it doesn't matter whether I would eat it or not. Is this something Eddie Pence would chow down with? If he's on set with the Duke, would he get a big spoonful and go, that's pretty good, Pilgrim? Let's find out by pulling the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Here we go. One chili, two chili. Oh, it sounds, it's too much together. It's, it's so, much. so it's not too much. Too much. Like I like chili relleno. Relleno. I like that stuff. I don't, it's just, it's too, it seems like it's too much. Maybe if it was all spread out into separate things. But it, I don't want it all baked together. It's baked together with that biscuit mix and everything, which hey. makes it kind of like a... like a. am not giving it a hard no. I might try it, but I don't think I... I it seems like too much. It's oh. not something I would look at a menu and order. So you're better than American treasure John Wayne. Is that what you're telling Maybe. us? Maybe. Oh, no okay. one's tried to shoot me. Oh, man. Yet. Well, your next wife will. Not this one, but your next wife, I'm sure, is going to take at least maybe two or three shots at you at some point. All right. There you go. Disappointment once again. Hello, death. Hello, death. You're dead now, so shut up. All righty. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news in a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, I can't say this was a surprise. The Paramount Network, formerly known as Spike TV, has announced that they have canceled their TV show Cops. They're mm. not going to be uh, airing episodes of Cops I didn't any even know longer. It was still on the air. It's been on the air, Eddie Pence, for 33 seasons. Jeez, that's more than The Simpsons, I think. Or around the round, but The Simpsons have been around 30. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Uh, they, though they may have more than one season a year, so oh, I'm not they? quite sure how it it's works. It's whatever it is. It's just too anyway, much. It was uh, 25 seasons on Fox, and then Spike TV picked it up, and the 33rd season was supposed to premiere on Monday, but Paramount Network said, maybe given the current situation, we won't show cops roughing up that, other people. That show didn't put anybody in a good light, especially the people that were in need of help. Yeah. Oh, no. The uh, the people that they chose, I think, to make good television yes. were the worst in, of the of It was the worst. not. It was bad all around. They rarely had a uh, a calm, sober person yeah. talking yeah. to a police officer. Usually it was guys running in wife beater t-shirts, yeah. jumping over fences. It was just ugly, and those people needed help, and that show is not good. But there was a talk about the, how the show worked for years. They said sometimes um, the cops would coerce the people that they captured into signing releases television. so that they could show their faces on the episodes yeah. and there was all kinds of shady stuff going on with that anyway looks like it's going away a and e by the way has also pulled episodes of that live pd show oh really that they do which is basically a guy in a studio just switching cameras going back and forth and apparently a tbs had a plan no, i'm sorry discovery id had a plan for a show called body cam which was similar showing body cam footage they have shelved that idea for the foreseeable future as well so television taking a bit of a beating well, 
I no believe pun intended. there should be yeah, there should be body cams on cops and we should have video surveillance on those incidents so we can make sure things are on the up and up oh, at the same agree. time not making television out of it. Yeah, I don't know if it should be a There's show. There's a certain element of producing television that wants certain things on television and that's where things can go wrong. We how far are we from the running man? I mean, exactly. we're, we're just, we're a hair's breath away from just airing uh, executions on yes. television. It's getting a little creepy. Speaking of television and how the protests are affecting it, yet another reality show person has lost their career due to their racist slant of oh, their really? social media. Ooh, this time. It is a, a cast member from MTV show The Challenge, their reality competition series. Her name is Dee Nien, and she has been cut loose by MTV and Bunham Murray Productions because of her outspoken views. Here's some of her tweets. I don't know why some of you think I'm anti-Black Lives Matter. I've been saying that since the day I lost my virginity. See, <laughs> she's referencing that she was making a joke that she lost her virginity to a black guy. Oh, Jesus. She also said when commenting on an Instagram post about George Floyd, people die every fucking day, she oh, said. Oh, my God. So. Oh, my God. Wow. I can see why MTV may not want to be in business with this lady. Yeah. You're going to be surprised, Eddie, to know that she issued a very heartfelt apology oh, I'm sure on Instagram. A PR person wrote it for her. The last 24 hours have made me realize what is important and what is forgiveness. Uh -huh. I would like to offer my sincerest apology to my colleagues, to whom I have hurt directly and indirectly due to my insensitive remarks. Let me be clear. I am a person of color that cares about Black Lives Matters. I believe in this movement, and I'm stepping away from social media to focus on my well-being <laughs> and mental health. This is not a goodbye. I will see you all again. I certainly hope not. Uh, I hope not. I'm, I'm stepping away to rehab my image so I can get a job again. Listen, if every one of these reality show douchebags loses their job because of this, it's just a happy by byproduct of yes. what should actually be happening. It's good collateral damage. But uh, uh, I can't say it bothers me. Hey, speaking of tone-deaf people, yeah, Anna Kendrick's in the news. Oh. I don't know if you saw this or not. She did an interview recently with Vanity Fair where she was reflecting on her career, and she talked about her shooting the Twilight movie franchise. She played high schooler Jessica Stanley in the five-part vampire franchise. Mm -hmm. She likened filming the Twilight movie, the first one, yeah. to surviving a hostage situation. Oh, God <laughs> damn it. She said, I'm fucking filming a movie. I remember being so cold and miserable. Oh. I just remember my converses being completely soaked through and feeling like, you know, this is a great group of people, and I'm sure that we would be friends at a different time, but I want to murder everyone. It was kind of like I imagine people go through who survive a hostage situation. Oh, my God. You're bonded for life afterwards. Can, can we just put a moratorium on anyone who's on a TV show or making a movie saying it's like fill in the blank it's like going to war together it's like a bondage oh. it's a it's like a, a hostage situation it's not anything like <laughs> anything bad no you're getting paid an insane amount of money to make pretend right that is as good as it gets in life i filmed that direct tv commercial a couple years ago i'm in an astronaut suit <laughs> that's right and they, it didn't fit <laughs> and it didn't fit and i had to force myself into a five foot nine inch astronaut suit yes. and be suspended in the air for up uh, for 20 feet for about an hour right and which was uncomfortable admitted the most uncomfortable physically i've ever been right but i would never compare that's kind of that. like the holocaust i think it, that's, that's exactly what, said, right? what they what went through it's yes. exactly what they went through you know what it's like to be a prisoner of war right. because you were inside of an astronaut I, suit that was uncomfortable <laughs>
An hour later, I get let down and I get a shit ton of money for an hour worth of work. It's dumbfounding it's to me. Dumb. Every time one of these people say this in an interview where they know they're being written, their words are being written down or recorded, to make that sort of analogy is so stupid. Is stunning to me that so they could have that that lack of wherewithal. Like you had the makeup on for the the Orville, right? Yes, and it was a nightmare and I melted down and I cried in front of a <laughs> 100 extras on a TV set. Just I was, like the Holocaust. I was Just mortified. Just like the Holocaust. And it's an embarrassing moment in my life, but I wouldn't equate it to <laughs> anything that anyone really had to go through that was bad. <laughs> They put makeup on It me. was just a bad day. That's all, <laughs> all it is. Was. And you got paid money? Yes. And you went I home? got paid anyway. I didn't even do the fucking job. <laughs> I couldn't follow through on the gig. And they still felt so bad for me because I'm such a weenie that they they cut me a check anyway. So it, it's, it's not bad. No. Nothing in show business is bad. No. Please know that. Everyone who's ever going to give an interview in the future. Oh, boy. Pierce Brosnan's in the news. He's got a new role in a TV. Uh, excuse me, not in a TV, in a movie. He's got a new movie coming out. He just signed on to a star in a sci-fi thriller called Youth. This is an interesting concept, this movie. It's being written and directed by a guy named Brett Marty, who did a short film about this same topic in 2016. And sometimes when you do those little films, they get a lot of attention yeah. from the industry. And they'll say, here, we're going to throw you a big bunch of money. Make remake the same thing, only make it longer. Yeah. So it's called Youth. And it's about a story about a process in the near future called renewal, where they're able to change your body's biological clock and actually revive your youth. Really? Yes. Now, uh, Brosnan plays an ad tech engineer who's about to retire at the age of 70, but his company doesn't want to lose him. So they offered to pay for him and his wife to go through this renewal process. His wife returns in her 20s. But his procedure goes wrong, and he begins to age more rapidly Ooh. than ordinarily. Ooh, he's already Interesting 70. Interesting concept. He's already 70. Wow. So, And the wife wants some, and he can't give it 20, to her. She's 20. He's 70 and, and right. getting older. Yeah. Although in Hollywood, on the screen, the 70-year-old husband <laughs> and the 20-year-old wife, that's just about how it usually plays that's usual. out. So it's not all that different. So uh, that's coming out soon. And speaking of things sci-fi and comic book related, San Diego Comic-Con has announced their plans for their virtual San Diego Comic-Con this year. Of course, it was supposed to be held in July, but it won't because of the uh, COVID-19 concerns. Pussies. Right? Right. Absolute. Fuck. Just fucking have the fucking convention. Just dress up. Everything's like, fine. Just dress up in your costume and go. Just dress up. Don't be a pussy. Stand in line for the new Lego figure. Um, they're doing something called Comic-Con at Home. It is an online version of the convention, and they're going to try to replicate as many of the experiences as possible. It's okay. being held at the same time, July 22nd through the 26th. They're going to do, for example, now you're a guy I know, like you like to get the exclusive yes, edition of, I do like of the toys yes. and stuff. And everything. I, showed, willing, I showed one off on the, on the live stream yeah. over on Saturday. You're willing to stand in line yes, for that nonsense. I am. I'm not a line standing guy. <laughs> But they're going to have a, an exhibition hall online where all of the toy makers will be able to show off their limited edition Comic-Con swag. Nice. And you'll be able to purchase it online. Yeah. Which is better than standing in line. They'll really. probably have some sort of like... Uh, I'm sure there's a lottery, lottery system yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. So you're not guaranteed to get one because it is a limited edition. Right. But you can do it from the comfort of your own chair. No, I, I, I don't mind that. Nothing wrong with that. They're going to have online versions of its panels and presentations about comic books and TV shows and movies. Mm -hmm. They haven't announced yet which studios or uh, comic book companies will be involved yet, but they're going to try to have 
interviews with you know people industry professionals. Yeah, I mean Hall H is notoriously the big right exhibition hall where you have the big blockbusters come out and the cast is there and stuff. So uh, they're going to shoot to reproduce that as well, and they're also going to have an a uh, on line version of the annual masquerade as well so you can even dress up in cosplay oh. <laughs> and put yourself up on a zoom or maybe something don't need that to, oh come on that's half the fun <laughs> is it yeah the people in costumes i guess when you're seeing there and you're live and you're like walking out like look at that get a picture with it i'm not going to throw any stones at online parties that have people in costumes eddie pence given <laughs> what we do every that's, saturday that's true Good so point. i'm gonna stand by uh, comic-con on this one and at least they're trying to do their best for all the nerds out there and uh, give no i think it's good that they're doing it. it's great it. so this sounds like a in the in a worst case scenario, an acceptable yeah. substitute. So we'll see what happens there. I don't think it's acceptable oh, at all. Damn by it. the way, Fuck. I have I have many problems with this, and I don't well, I don't think this is acceptable at all. What's your issue with it? First of all, they're all pussies because they're not just going to open up the convention center and just go down there. A small price to pay, by the way, illness and death for attending Comic-Con. You would go to a crowd of 20,000 people. I would. That is the part of the experience that matters. It's the community. It's not about the panel or anything. It's just being shoulder to shoulder with your fellow geeks, working your way across the convention floor, sea of humanity moving in one... Standing in long thrust, lines. Thrusting and grinding. <laughs> oh, that's why you like it. I, I... You just like rubbing up against Catwoman. This is a horrible... Development, mm. and I'm going to have to do my best to somehow recreate the important part of this process for me. And what is that? How do you do that? Well, I'm going to be, I will be online mm -hmm. since it's my only choice, but I am going to rent a, a hotel room oh, and I'm going to invite five or six hundred people <laughs> to join me in the hotel room while we watch it together. So you're going to pack into a hotel room to watch it on Zoom? Yes, and every, I demand that no one bathe three days prior so we can get that aroma that is so reminiscent of <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con I don't think me. you really care about the convention itself. I do. It's just, it's tradition. You're just trying to rub up on something. I want, I want to, I want to, I want the smells. No. I want the feelings that Comic-Con makes, mm. brings up in me oh, every God. year. I, the important thing for me. So I'm off now to go book that room and to just smear some patchouli under my arms. Oh, <laughs> Why are you gay? <laughs> fucking the smell of you with patchouli. All right, I have to go now. I oh, please go. Please All right, go. Roland, thanks for stopping by. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, that guy. You don't want a mix of... Uh, he gets worse every appearance. You want a mix of patchouli and, oh, uh, and Roland. It's <laughs> a bad scent. Uh. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on June 11th. Singer Joey D of Joey D and the Starlighters is 80 years old today. You know, Joe Pesci, who we were just listening to in that clip from Goodfellas yeah. earlier, Played guitar for Joey D and the Starlighters in the 60s. Did he? Yes. I didn't know that. He was very into music. He was good friends with um, Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons as well. All those guys came out of Jersey huh. together at the same time. Actress Adrienne Barbeau is 75 years old today. Oh, Adrienne Barbeau. Who's she in? Uh, Escape from New York. Oh, that? Okay. Yes, okay. that. Yes, she yes, was yes, in... Yes. Uh, um, the Fog? No. What was it? She, she was dating John Carpenter for a while. I think he put her in a the lot thing? of films. She, in the thing? she was in The Thing. No. What? No. 
I think she was in The Fog. But she was in a bunch of Carpenter films. She was also on the TV show Maud. She plays Maud's daughter on that show. Okay. 75 years old today. Drummer Frank Beard of ZZ Top is 71. He's the one who's easy to spot. He's the only guy in ZZ Top who doesn't have a beard. <laughs> His name is Frank Beard. He's the drummer for that band. How big was ZZ Top back in the day when they were big? Their music was, was everywhere. They were huge. And MTV just loved their videos. Yeah. Legs were, and Sharp Dressed Man. Those songs were in every TV, every sitcom, every movie where you had some hot car or You're woman. Right. You're right. Actor Hugh Laurie from House is 61, also currently right now on Avenue 5. Oh, so funny over there on HBO. Singer Graham Russell of Air Supply is 70. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost Would you like to slow dance? I would. All right. After this? Yes. <laughs> Talk show host Dr. Oz is 60. Fuck Dr. Oz. Fuck him, dude. Yeah. Seriously. He looks sick. Like, why are you taking advice from a guy who looks like he's dying? I'm against anybody now who goes by doctor and their name. No. I don't want to be, I don't want to hear from Dr. Phil. I don't want to hear from Dr. Oz. No. I'm going to hear from Dr. Drew when he's not on board with COVID-19 and says no. it's not as bad as the flu. No. There's a lot of doctors with uh, their name. Yeah. I'm Dr. Ed. Sketchy. Dr. Ed. Don't eat frozen milk. Sketchy. <laughs> don't eat frozen milk. You don't know how it's made. I believe they just froze oh, the milk. Well, maybe. We'll see. Singer Donnie Van Zant of 38 Special is 68. Actor Peter Dinklage is 51. Gioa Bruno of Expose is 57. Joshua Jackson is 42 from Dawson's Creek, but more importantly, Fringe. Oh, Still yes. miss that show. Love that show. 42 years old today, bassist Dan Lavery of Tonic is 54. If you kid on last An actor, Nutbar Shia LaBeouf, is 34 years old today. Actor, writer, director, and of course, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Running for your life from Shia LaBeouf. He's brandishing a knife, it's Shia LaBeouf. Lurking in the shadows. Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf. Living in the woods, Shia LaBeouf. Killing for sport, Shia LaBeouf. Eating all the bodies. That's right. Never forget. <laughs> That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays, kids. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat.
And because it's Thursday, you know, we have to learn something about human sexuality. I reached out to the Garmy and asked them to suggest topics Filthy. for Ralph Sex University. Minds. Boy, I got a ton of them. <laughs> like uh, Phil here, Phil Hill from Atlanta. Phil Hill. Phil like, Hill. That's a real name. That's, he's, that's a fucking fake name because he's embarrassed what he sent in. He said, like many people during the quarantine, he mm -hmm. watched um, The Tiger King. Okay. And he said Joe Exotic mentioned during that docu-series that he sports a Prince Albert. Oh. So he said, can you do a sex you on genital piercing? Let's not. Let's not do that. So let's fling open Come those on. doors of that esteemed institute of learning. Mm. It's time for Ralph Sex University. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate. Genital piercings, mm. Eddie Pence, is today's mm -mm. topic. Mm -mm. From rites of passage to aesthetic expression, genital piercing has been done throughout time and around the world. Ugh. All kinds of cultures have many forms of genital piercing. Why? Now, Phil's Why? question is, does it something that actually uh, feels better when it comes to sex? Why do people do it and what kind of piercings are available out okay. there? Well, let's start with the ladies, shall we? Mm -hmm. Here are the, uh, the popular types of female genital piercings. First of all, labia piercing, mm -hmm. which, as you can imagine, is like piercing your earlobe, but it's piercing your, 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 your pussy lobe. Yes. <laughs> and uh, you can use... You know, it heals fast. That that kind of skin heals very quickly. It's easy to keep clean. It's an ideal piercing, especially for a starter if you want to do something. Now, usually, here's I, I don't want to hear from any piercers who really, it's a big thing in your lives. Uh -huh. Go. God bless you. May Shizmu shine down on you. All hell Shizmu. It is right to give him thanks and praise. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, care. I really don't. However, I tend to think, and this is not in all examples, in all cases, people who do that are looking for little extra attention, I feel. Yeah. And maybe they want to be a little bit shocking, a little bit on the edge. It's something they're doing to try to separate themselves from the norm, if mm -hmm. you will. Nothing, to do, nothing wrong with that. And so labia piercing, as I said, is, is good for that. Kind okay. Of thing. Then there's what they call the uh, venous piercing, and that's when you pierce the skin at the top of the uh, the mons venus where the outside where the outer labia meet right at the top of the, like the hood for the clitoris no this is outside where the outside labia come to a point at the top yeah that piece of skin up there you can pierce that and put a gem in there or a bar or a ring <sighs> or something like that God. and then as eddie mentioned there is the clitoral hood piercing which actually penetrates the hood of skin that covers the clitoris now in this case when phil asked does this actually help sexual pleasure or not Many women who have that piercing claim it does actually enhance their sexual pleasure because of the friction that whatever piercing you put in there rubs up against the clitoris during sex, and it actually increases sensitivity. Mm. So many women uh, report that they are having orgasms in positions with uh, the, the piercing that they were not able to have in those same positions before they got pierced. Hmm. So it may be one actual piercing that is besides being decorative, actually has a purpose. Hmm. There is a fourth popular, not a popular, but there's a fourth form of piercing for women called the actual clit piercing, where they, oh. they pierce the clitoris. I don't even have one that sounds painful. It is 
quite dangerous. You can get nerve damage. There's all kinds of bad things that can yeah. happen. And most legitimate piercing studios will refuse to even do it because of that fact. But as you know, if something can happen, yeah. people will get it done. Mm. So that's an option. All right, let's turn to the the gentleman, shall we, Eddie please, Pence? Please, As you can imagine, there's more different, uh, there's m many more different types of piercings that are available to men because they got more stuff to work with down uh -huh, there, right? So really, yeah. we're going to go through some of them. Oh, great. The Prince Albert, which is what Phil mentioned, uh, that's what uh, Joe Exotic is sporting. Okay, what exactly is the Prince Albert? Okay, that's when a piercing goes in through the opening of the urethra and then comes out the bottom of the penis shaft. And oh. usually you put a ring in there. Oh. And that, so you're piercing the, the, you're going through the, the hole. You're going in through the pee hole. Oh, going oh, down dude. through the shaft of the penis and then around. Usually uh, it's a, it's a ring or sometimes a bar that goes. So you're actually there. piercing the urethra itself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Does yeah. that make it dribble more? Well, that heals up. The, the skin heals up around the piercing. But the ring still glides it, through. It, it's not, it's not ideal. So it's, it's, it's not ideal. You've broken the seal. You, you are, uh, you're, uh, you're creating some issues you're gonna dribble in the, in, you may you may dribble there may be some dribbling mm. then there's what they call the reverse pa eddie pence okay. where you go through your urethra but instead you come out the top of the penis head instead of the bottom of it and that is uh less why common. would you fucking do that that's less common fuck man uh there's a deep shaft piercing mm -mm. where you can drive mm -mm. something through the shaft of the penis itself further down away from the head of the penis more towards the base you can just drive uh, a bar usually through the flesh of the penis. Okay, is that just like the? You're not going through the meat. Oh yeah, of the yeah, dick. yeah. You, go, you go through the. It's the, not just the like tissue. It's not like a superficial tissue. You can thing. go through the skin, or you can go what they call the deep shaft, where they go deeper into why? the uh, skin itself. <laughs> why? Because why? Because it's awesome. Why? It's why. not all, why. There's the king's crown, Eddie Pence, or the dido, as it's known. That's when you're just piercing the ridge. Of the base of the penis head, that okay. ridge that goes around yeah, there, you're yeah, yeah. piercing the bell, that. The yes, bell part. The, right, the, the very outer part of the bell yes. part. You can put a little the earring kind of thing in there. That seems something. like the least painful of all of them, I think. I would think this, the foreskin um, piercing, would be best. No, I, if don't, you, I don't have it. If you have it, is. and I would assume that would probably be, be Maybe. Uh, the best. There is the uh, frenum. What's, the, the, frenum what's piercing. the frenum? This is done horizontally just behind the glands, the, the penis head beneath the shaft so you put a bar uh horizontally through the bottom of your penis skin there. and they say sometimes that feels good for your partner because there you, you got uh, a metal my partner fuck my partner <laughs> fuck them i'll do extra work with my hands or my mouth you got a metal bar no that's going in and out fuck while, that. while your penis no. is i'll tape it on there's the uh, geesh piercing which is the perineum. No, which is that, leave the taint alone. That skin. So it's that, never done anything to you. You leave that alone. That runs. It's got under, a bad enough job anyway. Underneath your scrotum, between your uh, buttocks oh. and your anus there. And you can put several bars through there. Oh, they, yeah. Why not? What's, <laughs> if you got one, what's two? They call that the Jacob's Ladder, Eddie <laughs> Prince. Fuck. It's the ladder to nowhere. Poor Jacob. Fuck Jacob. There's the uh, oh. hafada, the hafada piercing, which is the scrotum. It can be done anywhere no. on your scrotum. Usually it's done in the middle or front of the scrotum. There's the lorem, mm -hmm. which is done horizontally or vertically on the underside of the penis where the shaft meets the scrotum. So it's way, way back down there by the scrotum Why? in between Why? the scrotum and penis shaft. None of this, no. There's the pubic piercing, which is a piece of jewelry which is uh, pierced through any area above the 
the base of the penis. So up, okay. upper yeah. towards your stomach, where right? You're thinking of shaving. Towards, towards, yes. Where I'm thinking of shaving. Yeah, yeah. I might have to shave it in order to get my pubic piercing, I think. <laughs> um, there's the apadravya, <sighs> which is a bar that is pierced vertically through the penis head from the top of the penis head to the bottom straight through. Mm. That's different mm. from the ampelong, mm. which is a piercing horizontally left to right <laughs> through the glands no. of the penis. No, 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 no. Okay, so you've got it straight down through the head. Can you you've get got, both? <laughs> actually, Eddie Pence, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's called the magic cross. Oh, fuck, dude. That's when you have two or three God piercings through the glands, and then the two barbells are crossing each other, <sighs> and then you have four beads poking out from under the skin that surround the head of the penis and look like uh, like a ring of balls, <laughs> uh, steel balls uh, surrounding the head of your penis. Why on earth would anyone... Well, imagine how how pleased your partner would feel. I mean, fuck, just get a, that, that's just, rubbing up against them. During just get sex. a fucking condom and fill it with BBs and put it on. <laughs> the same fucking thing. Just fucking do that. And if your partner's that hard up, then I don't know. Get a I don't know. You can't satisfy her. Just move on. If she needs if she needs a fucking Black and Decker drill up in her to get off, then you need to find someone else. I've rarely seen you this oh, agitated. God, I just don't understand. All I right. Let's talk real quickly about risks before we close the doors of Sex University. As you can imagine, as with any piercing, there's uh, there's some possible health complications, oh. skin irritation, infections. Ripping or tearing of the skin on the piercing site you is think? not uncommon. Also, jewelry can poke a hole in condoms. Mm. And it can dislocate a diaphragm. So when you're using um, birth control, you have to be extra cautious about how you uh, run up, run the metal that's connected to your genitals up against your partner. Now, some people speculate that the rate of STDs is higher amongst piercing people, but scientifically that has not been proven. So that may not be a concern. But ripping your penis or scrotum or uh, vagina absolutely is a concern. Well, I would imagine so if something you, to think about. If you're ripping your shaft or your penis and you're bleeding and you're inside of a girl, I think your rate of catching an STD would be high. I would think so too. But again, that's that's not very common. My fear is if she's pierced with a ring and you're pierced with one of those oh, bells. Fuck God! Why would you put that visual in my head? <laughs> and then you get oh, you asshole! You get locked up. Oh. Like I'm like that magic trick. Oh, when the, finger cuffs. <laughs> no, oh, when the, the magician's rings, trying to get the, the rings, rings apart, the magic oh, rings. Clink, clink, clink. He's got to pull really hard to get stuck oh. in there. So fuck. There are there are some concerns. What, why? Why? Uh, what is the thing with hanging? Like, remember Joe Exotic and Tiger King was hanging locks and shit on his. Yes. What is that was. for? Uh, just just shits, shits and giggles. Fuck, I guess. Why? God, I hate him. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> So that's where we got today's topic Mm -mm. for Sex University. Talk that topic. And uh, the words of Eddie Pence. Yes. I think is what he's asking. All right. That's it for today's class. Thanks so much. Class dismissed. Oh, I should have skipped class. Oh, man. No, because then you'll get a demerit on your permanent record. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today, boys and girls. That was a good one. Mm. Come on back tomorrow when we close out the week. Oh. You know I'm going to love tomorrow's show because it's a Friday. Let's kick off the weekend together. Not only will Steve Ashton be stopping by with the UK update, but we're also going to have our video vault. The year in question, 1993. Oh. 
We're going to be picking three movies, one from Eddie, one from me, and one from Steve to help you with your lockdown viewing. All the usual stuff, too, your phone calls and uh, entertainment news and all that kind of good stuff. All right, that's it from us, boys and girls. Meanwhile, you know what? A lot of people complaining the end of the show is getting way too long, and I can't say I blame them. So we're just going to remind you to stay the fuck at home. Wash your hands, and then stay good in the hood. And stay swell. Give them hell, buddy. Yeah, right in that one, too. Thanks, boys and girls. Always remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. 